Hey guys, this is Hard Time Strongman Podcast, training up a better class of man. And today we're joined by a special guest, KJ and Mahi from Blackbeard Firestarter. Guys, thanks for coming on the show. Excited to have you here. How are y'all doing? Oh, we're doing great. Thanks for having us, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. You guys are Blackbeard Firestarter, and y'all make some kind of dark monstrosity. But first, What's your guys' story? Who are you guys? Where you guys come from? How how in the world did you get here? Yeah, how'd you get this started? It's uh, you want to take that online? Yeah, sure. It's it's been an awesome road. So we're brothers. Uh, we've been great friends from the start, and always onto just everything together. And so, so coming out with the Blackbeard Firestarter has been a a fun experience to say the least a crying experience and an experience that that is just incomparable you know you're going through hard times you're, you're overcoming challenges together you're getting these things done while also building a life for you and your family and creating a product that uh, may or may not be magic and so all of those things come together just make just make it all worth it yeah man starting a business running a business is its own kind of monster so what so so i guess why 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 did you guys start black beard fire what did you you know where did you guys see uh what was lacking what do you guys want that you know wasn't wasn't there yet before because i you know and honestly since we've been aware of you guys probably what like three years now i've never seen anybody come up with anything like what you guys have and you know, that's for such an overinflated market. That's, that's kind of saying something. Yeah. So we, man, um, I know there's, still, there's, there's so much that happened to get us where we are today. Um, one of the things is, uh, so, so we're here, we're here in Utah. We're based out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, our mother's from Idaho, um, father's from Hawaii. And so basically we got to thinking, you know, we like, we love being outdoors and stuff. We love doing all that stuff. We love hiking, hunting, fishing, just everything. Unfortunately, since the business kind of took off, we haven't really been able to do much of that. But nevertheless, we still love it. So the main thing was, uh, how do we, because when you're in different parts of the country, you start fires in different ways. Because, you know, there's a couple factors. There's elevation. Um, there's humidity. Um, there's, like, um, natural products, you know, sometimes here in Utah, here in the desert, depending on where you go, there's not a whole lot, you know, there's not a whole lot to work with. Um, so we were just thinking, you know, what, what is something that we can create that's going to work no matter what? Doesn't matter if we're in super high humidity at sea level in Hawaii or if we're in, you know, as high, very high elevation in Colorado, you know, it's going to work regardless. And so that's kind of where we got Blackbeard Fire Starter. Um, Man, we, so the other part of it too is we've always been pirates. We love playing with fireworks. This guy got, got his eyebrows and his uh, eyelashes all things off, making like a potato gun one time. Nice. Yeah. Good so, push. yeah, exactly. And so basically, whenever we used to start fires, you know, it was always you know paper plates or you know just newspaper or stuff like that. Now that stuff is great, but there's there's a couple problems with it. If it gets wet at all, it turns into a big soggy mess and it's useless. Now the other problem with it is uh 
it'll light up great, but it'll go out just as quick as it lit up. So if you're not ready and prepared to get that fire going, like, oh, you're going to go through a lot of newspaper, toilet paper, dry it, what have you, just to get that fire going. So we wanted something that has a nice, steady, slow, consistent burn and will also work. doesn't matter if it's raining, snowing, you know, it's, it's going to work regardless. So that's, that's kind of what, what, what brought us here today. Um, yeah, so, so since you mentioned that you had a product from like years ago, so yeah, we started off with the Blackbeard Fire Starter, and then from there, it's just kind of just evolved, and we've kind of added things here and there, and most recently our fire plugs, which have which been really nice. But, yeah. Which are awesome, because I was playing with one of those before you guys got in here, and like I literally just poured apart a little bit and just lit it up, and holy crap, yeah, things filled with magic, because it just... Instantly went up, man. So, yeah, people always, back in the day, like when we first started, people always always ask, "Man, what is this stuff?" And we always tell them, uh, "We always tell them we mix it with rum and pirate curses." Yes. That was our secret Well, I remember so, the early videos of you guys lying like floating on water and just yep. yeah, floating around on fire. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Actually, yep. so I took your guys's. I, we talked about this a little bit in the in the pre-show, but. I took your guys's plugs and your, you know, just your original fire starter, and I filled it with mace jar full of water, dunked them, closed the lid, flipped it over to make sure it wasn't in an air bubble, and then I just left it there for three days. And I took out your guys's plug at three days, ripped it in half, and it lit right up, like, like I pulled it out of the bag. It absolutely insane. The original fire starter, it didn't light when it was you know obviously like sopping wet but all i had to do was roll it in my hands until it was dry and like matted up and it lit like nothing i mean just just awesome product i mean so i'm from oregon originally i'm from yeah the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> everything's wet all the time if it's not wet it's dark and cold and you know i grew up you know lying fires keeping fires going with like pine needles and you know, all the stuff but like you said you know it'll mm-hmm. you, know, you know fizz up but then it's like flash in a pan you know it you know if you don't have you know like a good bucket full of you know pine needles you aren't really gonna get anywhere but mm-hmm. with with that use case just being able to have something that you don't have to worry about waterproofing that just works and it just works for an extended period of time enough for you to you know get your stuff together and you know, get that fire going i mean just awesome absolutely it's first to kind of see which is what i love about it because like sometimes you just want to get your fire going fast you know you got some hot dogs to pick up let's get this fire going other times you're looking around and you're like i've got one match and one chance of lighting this fire and and so depending on how you use the product like for the fireplace for example we just did a youtube video and it shows three different ways to use it we don't want to try to get the most efficient burn a little bit off the top and light it. It burnt for about eight minutes, was wow. it? I think it was almost, it was, we had one burn for nine. Minutes. Wow. Yeah. So a very little, slower, but over eight minutes from one plug. And, and that's even hot, consistent flame. The biggest flame was even consistent. The next one we tore in half and lit both halves at the same time. That one burnt for about four minutes. Mm-hmm. Nice hot. And then another one we opened up all the way. Exposed as much surface area as possible, as much fluff, and get all that oxygen. It for maybe a couple minutes. It was a lot of heat. It's almost like a pine needle, but quite a, quite a bit longer than that. So it's it just awesome. The different situations call for different usage, 
and being able to have that all in one, just depending on where you're at. Yeah, well, and it's small. You know, both of your products are super small. So, you know, it's nothing to, you know, fill up like an Altoids tin with a bunch of, you know, the Firestar or a bunch of plugs or whatever, or stash them around in, you know, in bags or pockets. So super cool. But so you guys, you know, grew up outdoors, you know, brought around, you know, doing as you do. But where did you guys do for work before you guys started your company? So before we started Blackbeard, we were uh, we were carpenters, so we used to build furniture, and we worked together there too. Sure. Uh, what I think is interesting is you know, and it makes total sense, you know, to me at least. But I think it's interesting your guys's reach, as far as um, just in different circles and different groups and communities, right? So you guys are primarily you know like outdoor space, right? Outdoor recreation, uh, you know, preparedness, survival space right you know that's your product that's mainly your clientele if you know if i'm not off base here but there's a lot of people in our community so the more you know preparedness uh veteran leo tactical uh type preparedness community like the you know quote unquote man culture that love your stuff too because you guys you know fit that bill of okay so if i do need to make a fire how am I going to do it in the most efficient way possible? How can I cheat in order to, mm-hmm. you know, to make this happen, you know, in a, in a, in a better way, right? Not discounting that, you know, you obviously need those right. hard skills and skills trump gear, you know, and supply every time. But if I can cheat, I'm going to cheat, you know? So, yeah. and, you know, like we were talking about in the pre-show, I see you guys pop up all the time on, you know, in our social media. So you guys are reaching you know, and grabbing at these other communities. So I think that's really cool that you guys can kind of have that organic growth happen. And it just, you know, goes to show, like you said, about just, you know, keeping at that tenacity. Absolutely. It's, it's touching a lot of customers, I feel like, because of experiences that we all experience, you know. Um, most people don't realize how hard it is to sometimes start a fire until the task is actually upon them. Um, and I think this has happened to us at least once. We're the guy who's supposed to start the backyard of the campfire. Everyone's waiting on you. And, and everyone's looking at you and you're, you're sitting there like, oh, yeah, I, I went to Boy Scouts. I, I know what I'm doing. And this is like matches. You're throwing matches at it one by one. You're like, so you can't get it lit. Everyone's just looking at you, waiting, sweating. You know, everyone's going to be experiences. It's just like you're desperately trying to get it to catch. The bomb, like, you know what you're doing. And then just embarrassment sinks in. And then they're watching you. Yeah. So feel personally attacked. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's like, oh, I thought you went to Boy Scouts. I thought you were an Eagle. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I just, I'm struggling, all right? Well, and everyone's seen the the group of men around the campfire, regardless of who's making it. That's just where we gravitate. Yeah. yeah. And yep. if you struggle for even a second, I mean, we'll eat you alive. Yeah. <laughs> Oh exactly. So that definitely helps with the, the reach. Just, you know, a senior project, you can say, well, one flick of a match, one flick of a lighter, and your fire is going regardless of no matter the conditions, the wetness, the wind, anything. That's something that uh, I feel like all men covet. Yeah. Just to avoid that embarrassment. 
Because that embarrassment doesn't just last through that that camping trip. It it always goes back. Remember that time you couldn't get the fire started? <laughs> well, and makes me think so. Um, so we, you know, training for the bear class, man. We, you know, try to cover. We try to envelop a lot of spheres, right? A lot of skill sets, and you know, obviously one of those, you know, being survival and fire making. Um, I took it upon myself to, you know, get uh, to get a ferro rod and steel and to just, mm-hmm. you know, knock out, learn that skill set. And it is freaking hard <laughs> to just go from nothing, you know, so having like your knife and a ferro rod and then, you know, just with just those two things and then, you know, the woods to go out and make a fire. Yeah. Like if you aren't practicing that, yes. you know, in that skill, like it is absurdly you know, difficult to do, you know, not to mention if you have, yeah. you know, the weather considerations, if you have, you know, wet, soggy, cold conditions on top of all that. So mm-hmm. I'm just thinking outside of the recreational space, outside of, you know, oh, I need to get this campfire going so we can, you know, cook s'mores or hot dogs. You know, if you were in, you know, a situation, you know, we always joke on the podcast about like, you know, the sub 12 year old in the 1800s, you know, who could do everything that I do, but better, you know, but like yeah. if I were him and, you know, I I him, had to get this fire started, you know, in the cold of winter, then, you know, how much better if you can have something to, you know, to help get you there, you know, and, you know, even now if you need to get a fire going, you have no other, you know, option. If it's a need, not a want, you know, it's, you know, it's pretty nice to have, uh, to have that aid there, you know, ready for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Because um, so like you mentioned earlier the torture tabs and stuff. Like that's like the honestly that's the funnest part of the job. Like freezing blackberry fire starters or, or doing whatever crazy stuff to them and, and trying to make them fail. Um, if whenever I get the torture test, for some reason I always think of Glock pistols, right? Do Do you guys remember how like how back in like the early two thousands when YouTube was pretty young, like everyone was torture testing blocks, you know? Trying to make them fail, putting on their pools. Kind of same thing with Blackbeard. Yeah, exactly. So kind of the same thing with Blackbeard Fire Service, because if they can make it through those torture tests, you know, they will be able to, like, those are extreme, right? But that kind of stuff is kind of, yeah, I don't want to say it's a statistical anomaly, but when are you going to take a Blackbeard Fire Service out of a chunk of ice and break it apart and then try to write it, you know? So if, if it's a light in that situation, it'll light in any situation. Yeah, for sure. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're up in the mountains. Doesn't matter if you're in the desert. Doesn't doesn't even matter if you're in your backyard. It'll it'll work no matter. What. And it's crazy too because before you guys came along, the cheat itself was using balls soaked in Vaseline. And I don't know if you've ever had to take one of those out and do anything with them, but hauling out a bunch of soggy cotton balls mixed with Vaseline <laughs> is a little awkward and weird <laughs> especially if you have to explain it to somebody it's like why do you have bulk vaseline it's like well camping trip with the trying boys. to start a fire yeah or camping trip with the boys right camping trip with the boys <laughs> let's make it awkward after when you're using cotton balls and vaseline after you get your cotton ball fucked up to get those fibers out you try to light it with a ferrod and that thing's slipping out of your hands like crazy it just right. goes flying at least it has for me a couple times um yeah. So wiping your hands off, you know, cleaning them up, just convenience, right? Convenience. And, and to even ask that, not only convenience, um, so Texas, how many years ago, the big freeze that they had, 
All of a sudden, 2021. Uh, a lot of people don't have heat. 2021. Yep. All these people out of nowhere don't have heat. Don't have all these resources that they normally rely on. Everything goes dark. They're stuck with how am I going to cook my food? How am I going to you know perform these daily tasks that I do? But because of ease of life nowadays, I've, I don't have these skills, or I don't have the product and material to help me with these skills. Just interesting to think how fast that went from being fine, living comfortably, to I'm in trouble. I don't know how I'm going to to heat or cook tonight. Seven can definitely talk about that because I mean he lives in Texas. He lived through it was that. miserable. Help. It was absolutely miserable. I lost power for four days. It was three degree weather yeah, outside. Dude. So when it first when it first happened, it was like when we knew that we were going to be in for a rough night. It was like six o'clock in the afternoon. We'd lost our power. I had like five seconds where I just looked at my wife and like that kind of panic kind of creeped in. And then I was like, okay, go push the couches together. I went and I, you know, dug into it until I got our headlamps and like all of our camping stuff out. And me and my wife like pushed our couches together in the living room and we slept on our couch. We had, I put up my boy's tent. They had, this was when I only had one boy. I, Threw his tent up, threw like a bunch of quilts and wool blankets and everything in there. And that was his bed. And I got the fire going and I kept that fire going for four days. Day in, oh, wow. day out, all through the night. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, keep it going. I took, um, yes, no, like the big, like bulk, I had like 50 pound bags of like the uh, charcoal you can use for like grilling. Mm-hmm. So I had a bunch of that and I threw those in. And I was like using that to supplement my actual wood that I had chopped to keep going throughout the night. I had that fire going so hot for so long just to keep it warm enough in our living room that I cracked the stones in our fireplace all the way up. Like it was, it was dumb. And then every day I'd go out and check out my neighbor's side, a, an elderly neighbor who just had shoulder surgery and another neighbor who him and his wife just came and they moved from uh, Northern California. And so they didn't have anything for cold. And so they were stuck in their bed every day (laughs) to stay warm. And so checking on them, making sure everybody was okay, chopping firewood, like it took up my entire day and then going and checking on my family and just, yeah, we went from, you know, normal life to, you know, ground zero, essentially. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah, it was crazy. But, you know, I tell my wife, thank God that was my one non-negotiable because she ended up, so she found this place when we first moved here. Uh, I was in a school, so I couldn't leave. And so she was out looking at houses and my one non-negotiable was that I had to have a fireplace where we stayed at. And I'll see, man, if we didn't have that fireplace, yeah. I don't know what we, I don't know what we would have done because it was literally three degrees outside. Well, I mean, not only the fireplace, but you yourself. You know, you were the tool for the neighborhood. You know, yeah. I mean, not the tool. No, no, but like <laughs> you were. Well, he's, he is a tool, <laughs> right there, buddy. No, but but you know that was that was my job. You know, I you know we yeah, we yeah. see that as our duty, right? You know, that's been our that's part of yeah. our it's part of our driving ethos, you know, from, you know, before the company, even just since we've known each other, you know, if you have strength, if you have knowledge, if you have anything, right, it's your job to, to make that available, you know, 
like that you know just as men that's what you're supposed to do you know it doesn't cost you anything yeah. to look after your neighbor you just have to do it you just have to show up how blessed were your neighbors and the, and the people that just moved from california because you were there you were prepared you had the skill set and you had the the how do i say it the moral compass to do those things yeah but i mean tell you what this entire our entire cul-de-sac like we did a complete 180 because that was when we, you know, when we were first like getting settled in with everything. But, you know, right after that freeze, everybody had a list. It's like, no, no, I don't care what I have to do this year. This is not happening again. And we had people going out mm -hmm. getting generators. We had people like, you know, building up their backyard gardens. You know, we have several people, us including getting chickens. It's like, no, we're not. That was fun the first time. No, thanks. <laughs> Like this is, this is so fragile and you know, we gotta be able to do ourselves and I can't blame Texas, you know, it's Texas, you know, you can't really warrant having an entire fleet of, you know, snow plows and like all these extra, you know, lineman trucks and everything. It's not needed 99% of the year, yep. you know? So like, you yeah. can't really get mad at them not having the infrastructure if you don't want them to pay for it, right. To have it all year and not use it. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, crazy time. <laughs> <laughs> crazy winner for sure I think, I think you and your neighbors are super close now you guys went through that together oh yeah yeah I and mean, that's that's what adversity always does you know yeah. always does always yeah. brings you know families and neighbors close together because at the end of it you know you realize that's what you got you know yeah but yeah. i feel like that's been a, a big issue just with our just, you know the states our society at large is that you know we've just had it so cush for so long, you know, mm -hmm. so there's yeah. no need to, you know, to, you know, really look after, right. Your, your family, your, your neighbor, you know, there's been no big, you know, opposing force, right. To where that's, you know, to where that's necessary. And so, you know, we're eating each other, you know, it's just, it breaks my heart. It's sad, you know, but absolutely. Yeah. I think it goes along great with the hard time strong men right you were strong before that you knew what to do but then those hard times also encouraged a lot of people to become stronger to hunker down to learn those kind of skills that you had yeah um to be the watchman to, to take care and step up to that responsibility that's built within us to provide to take care of others to uh really be the strong men that we were meant to be that we were born to be yeah i mean a hundred percent thank you <laughs> the chef's mm -hmm. kiss six over there <laughs> could not have said that but, better myself yeah and you know what a, what a time to be alive you know you got you got yeah. here in utah i had never met you ever if not for if not for what yeah. we have with the internet with social media you know ever you know and we can find guys that share our ethos share our values our mission right and we can build these circles these communities and you know we may never see each other you know face to face but we're building out you know that community that circle and that's going to impact people you know our community like everything's going to be you know intertwined and it's just going to be exponential growth you know we're you know we're here for culture change you know if i could work myself out of a job i gladly would Gladly would if I could pass off, you know, all the knowledge I have and you know, all the knowledge that I, you know, hope to hope to gain. You know, if you know, we could raise the bar so much that we're no longer needed. I'll take it. 
I'd yeah. take it any day. Every day. Because, yep. you know, that's what, you know, we need. That's what my boys need. You know, they're going to they're gonna be inheriting mm-hmm. all this after me. You know, I'd much rather, you know, be out of this job and have them be better off. You know, that's that's the dream, man. Thinking, there's a lot going on in the world right now. There's news left and right about about more hard times coming. This is out of stock. That's out of stock. There's wars, whatnot. And as we've been thinking about our business, how are we going to do to prepare this? How are we going to do to what are we going to do to prepare our families? You know, what we keep on coming back to is don't worry about anything else that's happening. Focus on you yourself, your family, your relationship with God. And as long as you're taking care of those things. Everything else is going to work out. Yeah. Everything, no, no matter what comes down, you build that community like you were talking about. You get those people around you. You get your family around you. You take care of that. That will make a better world, a better state, a better everything. Faster than worrying and watching the news and sitting there wondering, what am I going to do this week? What am I? Going to, what are you going to do? Take care of your kids. Take care of your wife. Take care of these exactly. things that actually affect you instead of focusing on the things that don't. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Plus, if you're worrying about all these things that are going on in the rest of the world, how much is that actually going to affect you? Like, what's going on in Ukraine right now? Is that going to affect me in my daily life? Absolutely not. Yeah. Is it going to matter when the government's spending billions of dollars on them? How is that going to affect my local life? Oh, yeah, that's going to matter. Like that. On a different note as well, you know, like you said, my, if you focus on your family, focus on your community, right? So imagine if your family, your, you know, your local community, right? Your tight knit community. Imagine if, you know, you guys didn't have to worry about your food because you grew and raised and harvested your own food. Imagine if you didn't have to worry about mm-hmm. your water because you all had, you know, your, you know, a well drilled. If you had a year round Creek, if you collected rainwater, rainwater, you know, on, on, right. Food, water, if you had, you know, off-grid uh, electricity. Uh, electricity if you had you know this community that was built out and you got these skill sets like carpentry you know like engineering like you know medical care you know all the stuff the more you chip away at that um that dependence right on these bigger organizations you know these bigger names these bigger agencies you know just the you know go ahead and say the government in general, the more you chip away that dependence, the more independent that you become self-sufficient that you become, the less it matters to you. Yeah. You know, know, what do I care if, you know, such and such, you know, says this about my tax says, you know, I'm going to shut your, you know, power off if I'm not connected to their power or, you know, what I care if they've, you know, polluted their water to hell if I collect my own or, you know, you know, all this, different stuff we need to be taking care of each other absolutely and the links should be there you know over over i feel like a long time the links meaning the links being there meaning we should already be connected with our communities but we're not because there is that outer force driving us apart yeah you know the, the real strength yes. and power comes from us bonding together when we get broken down it's because there are higher powers trying to pull us apart trying to get us to fight with our neighbors mm-hmm. Trying to not talk about the important things to us, um, trying to keep us inside our homes so we can't build these communities, build these networks so that we can rely on each other instead of relying on a, a very large middleman. 
when you when you boil it down, you know, what is you know you can you can throw this litmus test in here if you you know wonder what these you know greater powers, these powers that be, you know, wonder why they make a decision. You know, does this draw your community closer together or does it draw a wedge between you and someone else? You know, hell anything on the news this day and age. You know, what does it do? And you know, that'll tell you where the where the motivation is. You know, if you go out and you actually interact with people, you know, man to man, person to person, face to face. Yeah, absolutely. And when you do that too, I think you when you ignore everything that's going on, on TV, internet, whatever, and you actually interact with your your neighbor, whoever, you realize that you have a lot more in common. But you then you have a lot more in common but than you don't. Yeah. Right? Does, that, does that make sense? Totally. Yep. So, so once you put away, once you put away those outside influences, i.e., news, internet, social media, whatever, you realize, okay, but it's life is really not like that. Even though they're pushing it, it's really not like that. And I actually have a ton in common with my neighbor, who I thought I, I shared no common beliefs or anything like that. With. Yeah. So, and I, me personally, I think that's the way you know life was intended for us. You know, is to get to know each other and. You know, you know, we might disagree on some things, but overall, as a whole, we're all trying to do the same things, right? We're all, we're all trying to live our lives, you know, take care of our families, you know, that's what it boils down to. So, yeah. Well, it goes back to taking care of each other, right? When you think about that, you know, in that, in that context, when you boil all the rest of it down, you know, I don't care what, I don't care what, what political ideology you subscribe to. Right? It shouldn't matter to me, you know, whether you believe in my God or not, right? But you want to stay safe. You want your family to be safe and taken care of, right? I want the same yes. for mine. Why can't we focus on that? Yeah. You know, being people again, being neighbors again, yeah. you know, and we've, and, and it, it sucks because it comes from so many sides, man. So many things that you, that you wouldn't even think of. Right. So think Maybe. about just like e-commerce, right? Instead of going out and, you know, if I'm like out of sugar or out of bread or whatever, instead of going to my neighbors, like, you know, Hey neighbor, can I have some sugar? You know, I'm trying to bake this thing. You know, I could, you know, no, we go, we, you know, order online or we have it, you know, deliver curbside or, you know, whatever, instead of asking, we've been force fed this ideology of, I'd say just, just hyper independence. Mm -hmm. you, know, you have to be able to do this on your own, right? Because no one else is going to look out for you. You can't trust anybody else. You can't rely on anybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's you against the so world. My wife has forced me to watch. My wife has forced me to watch enough true crime that I know that if I'm going to my neighbor's house to ask for a cup of sugar, that's how I wander onto a murder scene. Like, come on now. Being part of the problem right now. Also, you should be carrying a gun. You're an American. So if you get killed by a serial that's on you. And you guys, I'm sorry, like, I guess I assume, but we never really went into it. You guys, like, actually make and, like, develop everything like in-house like you don't have like people put this all together for you then ship it out like you you guys do this with like all your ropes 
So this is all, it's all us just because we are super picky about quality control. It has to be us. If, it, if we're not doing it, then it's not getting done. So every rope, every yeah. plug yes, sir. had oh. your guys' hands on it. Yes, That's sir. so yeah. freaking cool. I love it. And <laughs> I love same, it. Same goes for shipping. Um, there's been a lot of companies that have approached it like fulfillment companies, shipping right. fulfillment. We won't do it. We won't do it just because... We really pride ourselves. If a customer, if a customer orders today, we try our best to get that order out today or tomorrow. Wow, that's awesome. Now, yeah, the, the fulfillment companies. I mean, I guess they promise the same thing, and, and they're they're good at what they do. You know, we might have a business, but I, we cannot give our baby to someone. Give our customers who we like really strive to take care of to someone else and expect them to do it. It's got to be done by us. Awesome. So, awesome. I get it. I respect it. I love it. Even as a small business owner, I love it because I am super picky about my own. Mm. Any product I've ever made in the past, I'm super picky about because if it's going out, it's got my name yeah. on it and it's my reputation on the line. So I love that you guys do that. Do you guys have any other products planned? Do you guys have anything that you have in development that you can talk about? Oh, man. Um, we're constantly experimenting and tinkering with new ideas, but we don't want to give away too much away just yet. Um, what we can say is we're always looking for ways to make our starting even easier, uh, faster, and more reliable. We will have some coming out in the new near future. Also, more uh, uh, fun items. Um, anything that's out of fire is fun to me. Um, but what we do want to tease for you guys is what we've got coming up. So we would love to run a giveaway with you guys if you guys are open to it. Oh yeah, for your guys' followers. Um, I know you guys have a oh, we're super down. loyal and strong following. Yeah, so we'd love to love to run that if you guys are up. I love it. that too. You know, like you said, our oh, our audiences, you know, our our communities, you know, do merge a lot. And yeah. I feel like what you guys, you know, obviously what you guys offer is you know very useful. I feel like it meets that that niche that people need. It fills a role for sure, both for, you know, recreational and for, you know, for worker preparedness use. Yep. But no, we'd love to, we'd love to figure something out with that. Just kind of solidifying that, um, you know, that, that merger of those communities. So real quick, before we, before we end, you guys are black beer fire starter. Could you go over just, a quick rundown what all you guys are because you know we know about the plugs we know about the rope uh do you guys any, offer anything else that you guys are excited about to to get people to you know help increase that um uh help increase people's effectiveness in that space and then do you want to just give out where you can where we can find you guys we also have ignition sources and, and these are my favorite we've got um, first one that I like is the arc lighter uses electricity charges just via usb at 300 lights per charge Super awesome. Um, the second source is actually about five and a half inches long. Good. Uh, okay. Damn. It's too much fun throwing those sparks everywhere. Once you light these things, it's not going out. You can't blow it out. You can't. You can light all of your grandma's uh, candles on her birthday cake with one uh, with one match. Goodness. You can five matches for her birthday cake. Um, I love it. it. it and so everything that we make is just made to last. Mm -hmm. It's work in any condition. We also organize our case, and we've got a bunch of kits all together. Um, 
situation. Some people like to plug, so we've got a plug kit. Some people like the rope, we've got a rope kit. Awesome. Um, All those made by you. So some of the stuff we have to get imported because we can't get the parts, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So with the Federal in, in particular, ferrocium is not mined in the United States at all. Really? Yeah. Metal itself is not mined here at all. So if you, if you ever see, so for you guys in the public, if you ever see anybody saying like, oh, this, this ferrocium log is USA made, no, not really, because it's not mined here. So what, they, what they're saying is they... They took a ferro rod that they imported from, from overseas, either Europe or Asia, and what they did is they put a handle on it, and that's what they mean when they say it was made here in America. Right. But just, just for the reason that, for, I don't know what, for whatever reason, it's just not mine here. I don't like it. Well, that, that's the second part, too, is, is we don't, we do not make our arc lighters in the house. And, I mean, yeah, you can thank the politicians for that one, so... It's getting very, very hard to manufacture anything in America now. Yeah. We keep the, the plugs in the ropes. We do those all 100% ourselves. And mm-hmm. somehow we use those uh, uh, 100% American ingredients too for those. Awesome. So, That's great. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, then we offer them in different types of kits. Um, what you want to use, what your, your situation is. Uh, you can find us on bestbeerfire.com. That's where you'll get the best discounts, the best pricing. You can find us on Amazon and then hundreds of retailers on nationwide. Cool. I was going to say before uh, before we end out, I had one of your guys' arc lighters and then my wife stole it. So. Got um, to send you another You have a fan. <laughs> <laughs> and she likes it because, you know, we have two small boys. You know, she doesn't have to worry about fuel. She doesn't have to worry about, you know, anything crazy. Like you said, it's used to be rechargeable. It's safe. And, you know, it's just something that she can you know, have with her enough to, you know, think about it. So, yeah. yeah, very cool. Well, KJ, Mahi, Blackbeard Firestar, you know, we, we appreciate you guys. We really thank you for coming on and for sharing your story. Yes. And, uh, you know, we talked on the phone before we you know, had you guys on and, you know, like I said back then, we are just trying to build out this, you know, this circle, this community of guys that share our values and our mission and, you know, people that we can trust. And so we, just really appreciate what you guys, you know, stand for and what you're doing, you know, you know, you're, you know, going about your business, doing everything that you do with integrity and just trying to bring back that, you know, that, that value, that just that pride in your work. And I think that you really push out into, you know, everything that you guys do. So really excited to, you know, hopefully be working with you in the future and where you guys are going. 100%. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thanks for having us on, man. Yeah, super yeah. excited to finally get to work with you guys. I, I told you, Kevin, uh, when I first talked with you on the phone, like, ever since uh, ever since we found you guys' page on Instagram, I've been racking my brain trying to figure out ways to work with you guys because I, you know, I, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I like what you guys are doing, and we want to be a part of it, man. So thank you for having us on to your podcast. Really appreciate that. Yeah, of course. It's a great time, man. Thank you, man. Well, we are the hard time strong men joined by Blackbeard Firestarter, training up a better class of man. As always, stay in the fight.